Hello, and again, welcome to Bit Depth. I'm Santiago Ramones. Across from me is Eli Rawson. Hello, hi. How you doing? <laughs> I, you know, I'm doing good. I just uh, got off work. Um, I haven't had dinner because I wasn't hungry, but I think I probably will be in an hour and a half. So yeah, that's probably true. Cool. If you hear yeah. my tummy grumbling, <laughs> <laughs> um, how do we know each other? Oh, um, yeah, <laughs> man. How many years ago? I briefly went to UCO. Um, and <laughs> in some of my like freshman classes, I think we had like mm-hmm. music theory, yeah, yeah, um, probably like oral training or something mm-hmm. like that, oral, oral skills. skills, yeah, um, yeah. So, just we had a couple classes together when I was at UCO for like a year, yeah, um, and then we um connected on Facebook, and then I think we've sort of kind of kept up over the years, yeah, yeah, <laughs> cool, that's about it. <laughs> so, what. What made you go from, or yeah, whenever you graduated from high school or whatever, mm-hmm. and you go into college, mm-hmm. what made you go, I'm going to study music? Um, being pressured into picking a major, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that. And then, you know, that's, that's what I enjoyed doing at the time. Um, mm-hmm. I did like choir and theory and stuff in high school, mm-hmm. did musicals and stuff. Fun fact, um, <laughs> the summer before uh, freshman year started, my pre-major, you might say, was going to be uh, theater ed. Okay, and yeah. then three months later, as the semester was starting and I'd already gotten a theater scholarship, it became music ed because I realized that I couldn't do that for a living mm-hmm. um, because it was it's one of those things where like it's great as a hobby. Um, but I got burned out in three months <laughs> trying to do it as something like yeah, yeah. seriously and long term. Um yeah, so that was the first of many majors that I burned out on. So. <laughs> um, well, then let's let's go through them just to see like oh God. how it's not. I think people see changing majors negatively, mm-hmm. but I think it's more just you're figuring out where your interests lie and what you yeah. actually want to do. <laughs> True. I mean, that and crippling depression. Um, yes, sure. But, <laughs> we're talking about me. <laughs> um, no, and many, many college students. Uh, so uh, what's, what's your list? Oh, man. <laughs> um, okay, so pre-major, theater ed. Uh, then it became music ed. Um, and then it became Spanish ed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was it was theater ed the summer before the fall semester. The fall semester, it was music ed. And the spring semester, it became Spanish ed. And then <laughs> I decided I was going to go to Uganda. Didn't pan out. And then I dropped out of college. <laughs> Awesome. Yep. Do you speak Spanish or was it just like uh, a bit? un poco, un poco de español <laughs> solamente? <laughs> yeah. Because I know that people that like go through a Spanish degree, they come out the other side just fluently speaking Spanish. Yeah. The key word there was go through. <laughs> right, right, um, right. Not start and then get burned out again. <laughs> um, and then how do you come out the other side? And I mean, again, I feel like people <coughs> think that dropping out is also a really bad thing, sure. but it's not necessarily school sure. isn't for everyone. Yeah. Do you feel good about it? Um, it is. Mm, yes and no. Um, <laughs> you'll find that I most of my answers are going to be gray areas. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's something where. um it's hard to make a call on it because Mm. the way things were in my life at that time, Mm -hmm. that's really the only 
way that that was going to turn out. Yeah. Um, now, if I could go back, um, mm-hmm. I want to say like, oh, if I could go back, I'd do it differently, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, if I did that, that would be assuming that I could change everything that was happening in my life at the time, yeah. um, which is why it turned out like that. Sure. Um, <laughs> the way I look at it now is like, ideally, if things were different, yes, mm-hmm. I would have liked to have um, kept that momentum going, use my scholarship, mm-hmm. um, actually like get through four years on something that I liked and mm-hmm. then move into it vocationally. Um, but that's not the way it panned out. And at this point in my life, um, there's no point in looking back at that and saying, mm-hmm. I wish that things had been different ah, yeah. because they weren't and they couldn't have been. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but at this point, um, it's more just figuring out like, number one, uh, I think I've learned being content within reason mm-hmm. and where you're at. Um, maybe call it like being at peace with yeah. where you're at yeah. and then finding the right path forward, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, so that's where I'm at right now. Sure, sure. Um, and <laughs> I, after, after I dropped out at UCO, I floundered for a little bit, um, kind of recalibrated, figured some stuff out. Um, I ended up going, oh, next major. I forgot there's more. Go. I went to OCCC, okay, yeah. um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do the thing I did in high school, video production, let's go. And mm-hmm. I did like one year, and again, realized that like, oh, I, I guess this isn't something I want to do vocationally. Sure. Um, and so that, um, well, to be fair, more, that one I think was a little more, a little more constructive mm-hmm. because as I was doing those courses, it was more, which shocked me, the artistic side that mm-hmm. I didn't really see myself doing full time, hmm. um, which was weird because that was always like my thing when I was younger. <laughs> um, I was like, that's, that's the part that was more fun to me made more mm-hmm. sense. Um, but I realized that as I got older, I was like, Oh shit. Like I love math now. I never loved math. And yeah. now it's great. Um, so the technology side was more what mm-hmm. I kind of drive with. So video production turned into, um, like it and computer sure. and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so that turned into programming um, because I just took a programming course as an elective, having mm-hmm. no experience with it before. Turned out I loved it. I loved it yeah, more yeah. than anything I'd ever done before. Huh. Um, yeah. So started on the programming thing. Um, and then as I was finishing up my um, my current semester, which would have been like, I think it was like my first my first or second year in the it thing mm-hmm. um that was when i got my job at 180 medical mm-hmm. um which was the it's a catheter supply company um and two things that was like a full-time job and my first um my first few months there i was finishing up my spring semester so mm-hmm. i was doing night classes i turned some of my day classes into night classes yeah. with the professors um, when I had my lunch break, I was immediately just like doing homework the whole hour. It was yeah. incredibly stressful. Um, so finished that out, felt good about it, you know, mm-hmm. um, passed all the finals, everything was good. But at that point I was like, okay, so here's where I'm at. Um, that was really stressful. This job is paying my bills yeah. and I enjoy it. And yeah. it's allowing me to put money away and focus on, um, more of like my interests and things that I enjoy mm-hmm. doing in my free time, which yeah. I have now weird. Exactly. Um, yeah. So at that point it was just <laughs> like, I want to go back to this at some point, mm-hmm. maybe, um, maybe it's something I'll do over time. Maybe mm-hmm. if it gets to a point where I don't want to do what I'm doing now anymore, mm-hmm. then I'll like finish out that degree, get my certs um, yeah. and do something programming related. Um, but I think the positive thing at this point is like, okay, 
I don't feel this pressure to finish it out. Mm -hmm. I'm happy where I'm at right now. I'm moving forward. I'm like saving money. I'm financially stable for the first time in my life. Um, I think I need kind of a mental break. um, Yeah, yeah. And to just kind of feel it out right now. Just Mm -hmm. take a minute, relax, um, and then just kind of see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. And then I became an atheist, so uh, there was that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And we will definitely touch on that. (laughs) Um, But it is interesting that, I don't know, I recently did an episode where we kind of talked about how the American dream is dead. Um, (laughs) Right. And so, yeah, the idea of someone... uh, graduating from high school going to college and then like doing the thing that they want to do and then mm-hmm. working their way up and becoming a millionaire somehow is just like yeah that we'll fight for that but in reality it's like the you kind of took a really good route in that you tried to find the thing mm-hmm. the path that everyone's sort of like yeah go to college and then it's like you know what I found this good job. It's paying my bills. I'm alive. I'm making money. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And so you don't have to, that path that everyone, that the world tells us to go on isn't really that important. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, it's not as doable as I think a lot of people would make it seem either. Right. Um, I think a lot of it, your, um, I think the margin of success overwhelmingly is very, very, very influenced by the conditions in which you start. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, somebody who comes from, I mean, I, I was like a kind of a mid tier middle-class white kid mm-hmm. growing up. So my experience is going to be different from somebody else who came from a different background. Right. Um, I had, I had a lot of privilege going mm-hmm. into it. Like I had the opportunity to just like, oh, okay, I'll write an essay and get a scholarship as I'm like doing mm-hmm. all this other stuff, not worrying about paying bills, right. not worrying about taking care of siblings or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I had kind of almost a vacuum in which I could do those things sure. and get that momentum mm-hmm. um, versus someone who really would have had to work their ass off to get it. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's a great point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the same time, it also that like level of privilege, if you will. Yeah. It allowed you to explore mm-hmm. in that way or else if you had like. If you had a worse starting point, mm-hmm. you would have just like changed majors once and be like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out of money. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but like it, yeah, the journey is what makes you who you are and all that blah, yeah, blah, blah. Totally. Um, so what do you, since you're in this like kind of balanced point, mm-hmm. where do you want to go? Shit. Um <laughs> <laughs> professional dungeon master i yeah <laughs> <laughs> um no i mean realistically um i don't know man like i i'm enjoying the twitch thing mm-hmm. um i am at a point in life as an adult um who i think i'm somewhat responsible mm-hmm. <laughs> where <laughs> i can actually like spend my free time playing video games or yeah. D or just like mm-hmm. um you know doing stuff like that and not have to be putting off something important <laughs> to do it yeah (laughs) um so i don't know like in in 
in a world where I am funny and creative enough to make some kind of living or income off of that, mm -hmm. I think ultimately that's that would be like my dream job, if mm -hmm. you will, or whatever. Um, the D&D &D thing's fun. It's a creative outlet. Um, mm -hmm. It allows me to do like my favorite things, improv, writing, um, yeah, yeah. sometimes art, um, voice acting, like yeah. all kinds of stuff. Um, and then since we've started doing it on Twitch, we've actually had some people who, um, I say some people, there were people who popped in and out when we debuted our first like live D&D &D session, mm -hmm. but there's one person, um, his name is Elysius, um, <laughs> and he uh, lives um, totally like in a different state across the country, sure, never sure. met the person before. Um, and he just like watched us for like three hours playing yeah. D and D on my little 30 FPS webcam. <laughs> um, and that like, that was, that was a really great feeling. Mm -hmm. It was one person, but it was someone we'd never met across the country who, um, messaged us and he was just like, dude, like that was really good. That was a good story. You guys are funny. Like I yeah. cut out three hours to watch this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if I could do that all the time, I think that would be awesome. Sure. That, that's, that was really fulfilling. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, what led you <clears throat> to start that? Oh, geez. Um, to start the, the Twitch channel? Yeah, yeah. Or, um, that's a good question. I think I think what had happened was I, <laughs> I got VR. Um, I decided to buy into that whole thing. Mm. And me and one of my friends started recording some of our... We were playing The Forest. It was like a horror survival okay, sort yeah. of thing. They did a VR port. Sure. Um and so which one real quick what vibe oh oculus, oh, uh, oculus rift s okay, okay. yeah <laughs> um i i got it like the week it came out yeah yeah um actually funny story we were in texas on vacation and i ordered all of my um because i built my pc for it mm. um ordered all my pc parts ordered or pre-ordered the oculus so i have that yeah. coming too and then I, I shit you not, on the day when half of the stuff is supposed to be coming, we're in Texas and all of our moms start texting us and they're just like, be careful, there's tornadoes coming. It was it was this oh. time. Yeah, it was last year <laughs> when it was just like, we're going to die. It's the apocalypse. Sure. Um, and yeah, so I was like, that's stressful. Also, we could just like stay in Texas another day and wait it out. But then it hit me if my apartment floods and I've got <laughs> all of these PC parts that I just spent all this ridiculous mm -hmm. amount of money on, um, I, I'm going to lose my fucking mind yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> if my apartment and the stuff that I just, you know, bought, mm. uh, you know, gets sucked up by a tornado. Um, it was fine. It was fine, everybody. Sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Anyway, so we um, we started doing that. Um, we had fun, you know, just like kind of jackassing around in the game and having mm -hmm. fun. Um, one of us got the bright idea, probably, probably Austin, my friend. Um, he was like, you know, Hey, we should, we should, there's this thing called OBS. Um, we should record some of our stuff and like watch it later. Mm -hmm. Um, I was like, Oh yeah, no, that sounds fun. Um, so we did that and there were some parts where it's kind of one of those things where like you, you see a video of you and your friends and you're like, Oh, that was so funny. And then like a stranger could watch it and be like, what the fuck? Like what, sure, what's sure. funny about that? And then there were a couple times where I was just like, damn, I forgot we did that. And also like that, like I'm, I was surprised that I had like a genuine laugh at something, yeah, I yeah. think. And I was like, damn, that's kind of funny. So I showed, um, you know, like my girlfriend, um, who's probably sick of me showing her videos of us playing video games <laughs> um and just like some friends and stuff and mm -hmm. you know they thought it was funny and i was like wow this this is a really great feeling to um 
I think using the term loosely create something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just like be stupid with your friends. Yeah. Um, but do something that like I can I can watch that again and have like a genuine laugh and be entertained yeah. by it. But I can also show it to someone else and they actually think it's funny. Sure. Um, just like making people laugh and stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of where it started. And it's um, the spark of like, ooh, it I was can... the spark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, dude. Um, I wanted to like post clips from it and mm-hmm. stuff. And then at some point when, you know, I was thinking about that and playing other games and stuff, I was like, why don't I just like people are talking about Twitch and live streaming and mm-hmm. you know, that whole thing. So I was like, why don't I just start broadcasting this instead mm-hmm. of like recording it on my hard drive and just cutting out like these clips and stuff. Sure. Um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of how that started. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now we just like, do it whenever we have time and stuff. So <laughs> yeah. Um what's oh has what's your favorite video game right now? Okay. <laughs> um I was like adding the right now because yeah, no. you can't say of all time. Yeah, yeah, cause... yeah. No, you you're speaking my language. So <laughs> <laughs> right now, um tough question. I'm playing in my spare time, for me, I'm doing heavily, heavily modded Skyrim. Nice. Um, so that's always fun. All kinds of like immersion based stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm um, running it on a rig now where I can just like jack up the graphics and mm-hmm. download mods that like redo the textures and yeah. make everything like ridiculously good looking. Um, survival mods, um, mm-hmm. like winter weather stuff and so that's fun. That's a lot of fun. And that's kind of like my, that's like my disengage game right now. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but mm, I want to say, I want to say Dark Souls, um, Dark okay. Souls 3 specifically. That's the one that we're having a lot of fun with. Um, so we're kind of <laughs> right now we're working through just like doing the campaign and stuff mm-hmm. and I'll just kind of like invite different friends over yeah. and just kind of like um mess Try around and through <laughs> yeah yeah no exactly i scream and cuss a lot i get angry um they laugh uh and then we just like do just like improv and banter back and forth mm. and just like tell stories and make yeah. jokes and stuff um yeah right right now i think probably like modded skyrim dark souls <laughs> yeah probably probably that mm. but it changes on a whim oh no no fuck no scratch it scratch everything yeah, the, yeah. the outer worlds i bought the outer worlds and it's fucking worlds. awesome yeah um so <laughs> that that's that's my favorite yeah final answer <laughs> uh i've been playing the outer worlds in yes. fact like there's been a lot of times where i'm like i have stuff i need to do <laughs> But my brain is on the outer worlds, Dude, and I, I wish guess. I could be playing the outer worlds. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I yeah. I feel you. It's like what I love about it, and I'm sure this has been said a million times, but it really it feels like an honest to god spiritual successor to Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Um, but same team. In, yes, exactly. Yeah, Obsidian <laughs> finally got to do what Obsidian wants to do without mm. Bethesda like looming over them. Yeah. Um, but like everything. Like, it's modern, first of all. Like, this is a game that came out in 2019, and it feels like it came out in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite thing, though, is all of the bullshit that Bethesda always says with their buggy-ass games, which I, I still mm-hmm. love. I still love a lot of them. Um, about just like, hey, if you're going to make a game this big and this bold, there's going to be a lot of bugs. Mm-hmm. It's just going to happen. I haven't encountered, like, any in the outer world. Sure. Everything is fluid. It looks mm-hmm. amazing. It feels amazing. Um, for a game that is so RP heavy, mm-hmm. the combat is so fluid and yeah. fun and yeah. modern. Um, 
yeah, I'd shit like yeah. it's, it's great. It yeah. probably runs better on your rig because I'm playing on a S. Um, oh, okay. And there is a little bit of like texture pop in. Oh, okay. Uh, loading screens are uncomfortably long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's those aren't bugs necessarily, or the sure. texture pop in is, but like <laughs> it's just little things that I'm like. It just needs like a little extra something. Sure. But but as far as like in the same way that like people let Bethesda get away with that. Right. It's like, I'm all right with this. Like, yeah, totally. Uh, I don't think the game looks as good as it should okay. on an Xbox One S. Um, sure, sure, sure. But it's also like the game is much more than just how it looks totally so. yeah <laughs> if it plays well if it's fun uh, i mean like at the end of the day if you're having fun mm -hmm. playing the game um that i think it's just cheesy but th i think that's what sure, matters sure. most um but on top of that like um i mean everything's gonna have some bugs mm -hmm. um but i think it's incredibly well constructed yeah yeah um and then the corollary to the game question is yeah. what is the best game <laughs> oh man because it's a different question yeah that, that's <laughs> quite a question um how would you define the best what are, what's the criteria i'm asking you <laughs> oh my god okay <laughs> all right um damn that's it's like it's so broad though that's right, like right. what's the best book <laughs> shit like <laughs> um dude i i don't know um i okay i think probably the one that I think has stood its ground mm -hmm. over the longest amount of time mm -hmm. has been the most consistently satisfying um, and reaches the broadest audience in terms of like, I can play it with my nephew and sure. I can also play it with my friends and we'll get like pissed off and probably throw things. Sure. Um, Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Because it's been around forever. Mm -hmm. There's a million iterations. Mm -hmm. And um, have you spent a lot of time with Ultimate? I have that train. Now. Okay, get it. Um, <laughs> controversial statement. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but it's better than melee. Um, I <laughs> it probably is, and just like all of the fanboys, just don't want to admit it. Yeah, <laughs> Ex yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I feel like they they've improved it time and time again, mm. excluding brawl, and um, <laughs> the fact that they, I don't know, some people may not like this, but I like the fact that they just keep adding all of these different just random characters random yeah, yeah like that's fun that's interesting mm -hmm. um but also when they do it at least with this current iteration of the game mm -hmm. like they're all fun they're all yeah. fun and they're all like well built mm -hmm. um yeah like it's i think it's it's alive it's still going and again like it's a game that i can play with my nephew i can play mm -hmm. with a group of people turn on items and just have things yeah. be like crazy um, and then I can also get together with my friends who are really, really hardcore into it. Sure, and we sure. can like duke it out. No items, three mm -hmm. stock, final destination. Yeah, like, yeah. Just go at it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, I think that would be my answer. Sure. Uh, who's a, like, if you had, you know, a, a genie wish, who would you want to insert into Smash? Oh, man, that's a hard question. <laughs> um, mm, I... <laughs> just because I heard a rumor and it sounds awesome, but it's never going to happen. I'm tempted to say Solaire from Dark Souls okay. just to bring that to yeah, SSB. Yeah. Um, 
I I also would like to say Sly Cooper, but Sony in their shitty spin-off Super Smash Brothers yeah. kind of already did that. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> But hey, Genie Genie Wish. Yeah, yeah, Genie Sly Wish. Cooper. Yeah, no, it can happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and then on the not video, but just game. Yeah. Uh D D. How'd you get into RP and Yeah. Um, it's a funny story. So like many things in my life, it started controversially at a church. Um, <laughs> my middle school pastor at the time, we had a high school pastor and a middle school pastor cause there were so many kids. Sure. Um, and he was kind of like, um, he wanted to be a pastor and he was kind of training under the youth pastor sort mm-hmm. of thing. <clears throat> so I graduate high school and I stick around as an intern and just doing mm-hmm. kind of like youth group stuff. Yeah. Um, and he texts me one day when I was at work and he's just like, hey, do you want to um, do you want to do an RPG with me and my friends? And I was like, what are you talking about? I knew nothing <laughs> about D&D at sure, the time. Sure. Like literally the two things I knew about it is nerds play it and Satan. And that's it. Sure. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, just asked him for more information. He kind of explained what it was. He started me on Pathfinder, which wow. like, okay. yeah, holy shit. Um, a little bit so, harder. <laughs> oh, so when I found out about 5e, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> this will be so much easier. Um, <laughs> and it also kind of like prepared me to sure. run 5e. Because sure. I feel like if you if you learn on Pathfinder, then you got 5e made. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was just like socially awkward me. Um, my middle school pastor and mm-hmm. then just like a couple of his friends. Um, and I think like one or two people that, that I knew too. Um, and so like, I kid you not, we would meet um, on Thursday nights because everybody at the church had Friday off mm-hmm. um, Thursday nights at like seven in the youth building um, <laughs> when every, like the pastor and everybody had gone home. And this was mm-hmm. a very, very conservative Southern Baptist church. I just sure, want to sure. throw that out here. Um, like I joke about D and D being like devil worship, but legit, like yeah, people yeah. think that still in 2019. Um, so we would play secretly after hours in the youth building in mm-hmm. one of the classrooms. Um, and it, like, it was the greatest thing ever. Like we'd yeah. order pizza and we, there was a, there was a soda fountain in there for the kids. So we would oh, just use it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we would play until like three in the morning. It was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So we'd pull these like almost eight hour D and D sessions sometimes doing it right. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's something I, I, I don't know. Um, like I know that I don't have the resources to do that anymore mm. at this time in my life. And also I don't know if I could. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm twenty-four, but I feel like I'm sixty. So right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's so it literally it started um with me getting invited um by this dude that I sort of knew, but he was yeah. more like an authority figure to me, which was yeah. weird. Um he was he like he was a young guy too, though. I feel like when yeah. I I would have been nineteen or twenty-ish. Mm. Um, and he was probably like, mm, I want to say like 27, 28. Yeah, yeah. So we're pretty like we were close in age, but it's just like I've only ever known him as like a cool authority yeah. <laughs> versus a friend. <laughs> um, yeah. So really cool. Got introduced to this this cool thing. And mm-hmm. um, I was easily like the quietest person in the group because I'd never done anything like sure. this before, which I'd done improv um, mm-hmm. for years in school and stuff. But it yeah. was just like, I don't know, somewhere between being with strangers and just like throwing dice around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's, that's how we got started. It was a shit ton of fun. Um, and then what, okay. But what really kicked it off though, right. <laughs> is the thing that always happens in fucking D and D when like 
one person gets busy and then all of a sudden three people get busy and mm-hmm. your campaign is dead. Yeah. Um, and then you say like, oh, we can meet up, you know, once a month or once yeah. every two months and play. And it never happens. It never happens. Um, people like literally move away to different yeah. towns. And yeah, so that happened. Um, we can do so, it over Skype, though. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, <laughs> did not happen. Um, yeah. So I was like, here, here's this really cool thing, something I've never done before. It was awesome. And all of a sudden, like, we just like we're not doing it anymore. Yeah. So I went out, I bought the beginner box and I tried to <laughs> I tried to DM Pathfinder having played like four to five sessions sure. as a player, never having played an RPG before that. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a disaster. Um, but that's that's what started like my desire to um, do it whenever I could. Mm-hmm. And I was always looking, but it's, it's hard when you're not like a kid or, sure. you know, in college, um, to actually like get together consistently and do something right. like that. Um, <laughs> but that's, I think that's, that's what has kept it going, um, all these years. And now, like after I've accumulated, like, all these ideas mm-hmm. and um, dice because you can never have too many um, <laughs> and like minis and pawns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm finally to a point where I have like a consistent RPG group mm-hmm. who we will actually do like, well, we'll first of all, we can wrap up a campaign, sure. which I just did for the first time this year. People finish um, campaigns. I, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it wasn't a big, long, grand one, but it mm-hmm. was like, it was a story. We leveled up. Um, we did it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I have yet to actually conclude a campaign as a DM. I was a player in that one. Um, but yeah, now I actually have like a group where mm-hmm. we'll finish one and we'll decide to do something else. Same mm-hmm. players, different characters, maybe a different system. Yeah. Um, we went from 5e to Starfinder recently. So okay. now we're doing a Starfinder campaign. I don't know what Starfinder is. Oh, man. So... Um, Pathfinder in space. Cool. Literally, it's the same universe, and mm-hmm. they made up lore for it. And they're just like, okay, this is Pathfinder, but it's like X number of years later, sure. and now space. Yeah. Um, yeah, crazy. Yeah. So uh, here's a nerdy thing. Go for it. W- whenever I did Pathfinder with some friends, we were actually so nerdy that we were really into Mass Effect at the time. And yes. so we made our own Pathfinder <laughs> like mass effect version That's so awesome. i guess kind yeah. of did starfinder in a yeah, way yeah no no no, totally um, but yeah we used the pathfinder system okay but had like the mass effect lore nice so. dude that's, that's <laughs> baller i love that stuff um yeah no it's really similar it's uh at, at, at its core it feels like pathfinder but there are very core differences that definitely make it its own thing for mm. like in all the best ways sure um you got mm-hmm. like kinetic uh, ranged weapons versus like energy ranged weapons okay, yeah. and you have different armor that'll resist it and um combat is a lot i it's pathfinder so mind-blowing but it's a lot more tactical even than pathfinder mm. was um a lot of ranged combat so a yeah. lot more emphasis on cover and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and it's pretty lethal too. So <laughs> you, your hit points are a lot more finite. Um, when you are taking damage, you're feeling damage. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, like it's, they did a great job. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. That's cool. You feel like you're like in Star Wars or Mass yeah, Effect yeah. or, yeah. You get shot by a laser, like it fucks you up. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, let's see if I have one other thing. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite part about DMing? Easy. So my favorite part about DMing and the most rewarding part for me um, is whatever 
I bring to the table, whatever I've set up, whatever mm. theme we've landed on, whatever my players come up with. At the end of the day, um, the reason that I um, am like, I've been a video game kid all my life. I've been nerdy and, you know, all mm. into that. But the reason that I like this more than any video game ever is the fact that you come to the table or if you're playing over Skype, you know, you come to your desk sure, sure. <laughs> um, and it's you and you're looking at your friends or just if you're into this, people that like you just met, mm. um, met them in like a, a group on Facebook or something. Sure. Um, you sit down with real people, you have FaceTime and you don't talk about shit that's boring. Yeah. Like you do goblins, you throw fireballs. Yeah. Um, you do voices if you're into it, mm. <laughs> you know, um, you get to sit with real people face to face and you get to make something together. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that I like, I've never um, experienced that to that level. I think mm -hmm. in any other area in my life, sure. Um, music would be the closest thing possible, right, right. but like I theater is. And yeah. Oh, there. hell yeah. 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 <laughs> um, like chemistry and theater. And um, I mean, improv, which like is a yeah, huge yeah. part of D and D. Yeah. Um, but like for me personally, I, of course, love music, super into music. Um, mm -hmm. I love um, like singing and occasionally playing instruments, but mm -hmm. I'm not a musician, I mm -hmm. wouldn't say. Um, it's not my forte. It's not something that I think about when I'm not doing it a mm -hmm. lot of times. Um, DMing, though, is that's the thing. Like, it's always on my mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I feel like that's my zone where I get to most use my talents, create, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just like come up with stuff, live fantasies that, mm -hmm. um, that are not happening <laughs> in yeah, the, yeah. the physical world, um, mm -hmm. tell stories together. Like, I don't know, it's, it's cool. It's cathartic. Um, and I get 100% of the time, like mm -hmm. the core of the game is I get to make that and share that with other people and we get yeah. to experience it and create stories together. Yeah. Shit that like, we'll talk about years later when something yeah. crazy, you know, when they <laughs> I, like, I kid you not, it's the stupidest and it's the most childish thing, but that's the other reason I love it. Um, we had a... Um, he was playing like an anthropomorphic bullfrog. His name was Bork. Um, and he only said one word, Bork. Um, Beautiful. and he like farted on a dragon and mm. the DM granted him, this was the campaign that we finished by the way. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> he like granted him the ability to use, um, what was it like poison cloud? Some like level one spell, mm -hmm. um, just based on his race. And he's like, okay, can I flavor that as like this noxious gas that comes out of my ass? Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's like, yeah. yeah. So he did it to a dragon. Uh, we beat yeah. the dragon. So, um, <laughs> see, but like shit like that, you know, it mm -hmm. just, it happens. It's in the moment. And then right. like months and years later, Hey, you remember that one time when like Bork farted on the dragon? Oh, that right. was so funny. Exactly. What a good time. <laughs> um, that that's what gets me, man. Those memories and the mm. fact that just like nobody else ever has had mm. this exact experience because we made yeah. this together at yeah. my kitchen table. Yeah. You know, video games get close. They do but, get close. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, no, and nothing that against that personal level of like my friend. Yeah, farted on a dragon, killed him. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, and, and I feel like that's the other thing too. Um, if you want to talk about like if you're you know if you're a big reader, reading a book versus seeing the movie adaptation, mm -hmm. the movie might be really good. Like it may be mm -hmm. as faithful as you can get in a movie adaptation, but 
when I am reading those books, like yeah. my mental image and the voice and the facial <laughs> expressions for Jon Snow versus what you'll see by Kit Harrington, is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Um, versus what Kit Harrington's doing. He's great at what he does. Mm -hmm. He did a great job. And I think he was like the person to play Jon Snow. Yeah. But what's in my mind is going to be the thing that resonates and connects with me the most yeah. because yeah. I'm just, I'm there when mm -hmm. I'm reading it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I feel like that, that, to me, is kind of what you just described in the difference between yeah, yeah. D and D and video games. You mm -hmm. know, <laughs> uh, switching gears. There's cool. no good way to transition. <laughs> so, <Nice> segue. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's there's no there's no segue. Uh, <laughs> what is the role of spirituality or religion in your life? Mm -hmm. Um, oh man, um, that's hard to say. Um, I'm tempted to say th something snarky and just be like, oh, it's not. I'm an atheist now, sure. so it has no place. That's not true. Mm -hmm. um, it's not. Because even if it's not something that I necessarily ascribe to anymore, mm -hmm. um, like I don't – I wouldn't – I can't sit here and tell you like, oh, this is my spiritual life. Like, right. This is my spirituality. Mm -hmm. um, I can give you my take on it and yeah. I can tell you how – it how the idea of spirituality and stuff affects me and mm -hmm. how it affects others from what I've observed. Um, but I'm also not going to sit here and say like, oh, you know, like it like it doesn't even it's not even something I think about. It's sure. not a factor. <laughs> um, I, as, as we've talked about, came from um, I think from what I've heard a lot like you did from like a heavy religious Christian mm -hmm. background. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I probably wasn't as heavy as yours was. So. I was about to say, cause yeah. I think you, I was you Catholic. Catholic. Yeah, that's right. And then you sort of like, you gravitated into more like liberal quote, quote, like sure. accepting more open <laughs> churches over yeah. time. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, yeah, I was hardcore Southern Baptist from the time I was a fetus. <laughs> um, yeah. So born into the Southern Baptist church. Um, what was, what was funny is, the one, and I, I guess I won't name drop, um, part of me really wants to throw shade, but <laughs> the one that I was kind of born into, um, they really, really prided themselves on being um, not stuffy, I guess. Okay. Um, their whole thing was like, hey, you know, like people have done, because it was the Bible Belt, right? Like I was born and raised yeah, here in yeah. Oklahoma. Um, people have done this thing for a long time. One of the biggest criticisms that that a lot of Christians hear about mm -hmm. Christianity or choose to hear about Christianity mm -hmm. is it's boring. Yeah. The songs are old, <laughs> easily the most valid concern. Um, yeah. So their whole thing was like, you know, we're going to make it modern. We're going to make it mm -hmm. contemporary. Um, something that's really, really caught on. It was mm -hmm. very early two thousands. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like we're going to have like almost a rock band for yeah. worship. We're going to have fog machines. We're yeah. going to do lights. Um, it was like the, um, the free trial version of life church, I think. Sure. Um, and yeah, so that was their whole thing is like, it's modern, it's comfortable. You're going to walk mm -hmm. in and you're not going to feel like you're in a church. Sure. Um, and that's great. Uh, until you repeat the same bullshit of just like, well, gay people are evil. Yeah. If you are gay, you're going to hell. There's no such thing as a transgender person. There's men who think they're women and women who wear men's clothes and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a lot of masking things and mm -hmm. um, I think a combination of deluding yourself into thinking that you are 
bringing your religion into the modern age and you're mm-hmm. fixing the issues that you've had with it. Yeah. Um, and then half just marketing, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so that's where, that's where I grew up in. It was never like, you know, I didn't grow up in the Westboro Baptist church or anything, sure, sure. but at the end of the day, um, there was a hell of a lot more uh, that my church and Westboro Baptist Church agreed on sure. than what they disagreed on. <laughs> I think the troops probably being the one big thing that they didn't agree on. Sure. Um, very, very troop positive. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, man, that, that was my upbringing. Um, I think when things are masked like that and mm-hmm. when they're given this, like, glaze of, oh, like, we're cool, we're modern, like, this is a place you can feel comfortable in. Yeah. Um, especially if that's all you know, you're not going to, excuse me, see a lot of the issues. Um, You're not going to see a lot of um, the cracks in the twilight zone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you realize that something's wrong. Yeah. Um, And when, when this sheen is over it, um, it becomes a lot harder to see those things when you see the outside world. Yeah. Um, if we're, you know, if we're sitting in pews and we're doing hymns and <laughs> stuff like that, it's a lot easier to go to public school for one day or go to a concert and go, wow, this is so incredibly different versus yeah. if you have like a contemporary band and they've got the drum cage and yeah. you know, they've got distortion on the guitars and fog machines and stuff like that. <laughs> hey, cool. No, this is fun. This is music. And this other thing that I like is also music. And they're pretty similar. It's just <laughs> one is saying Jesus and one is not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it just, I don't know. It, it makes it a lot harder to see those things until you really, really dive into it, you know? Yeah. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you answered it. So uh, the role of spirituality or religion in your life. Oh, um, I, f- I feel I, like I did. What I, <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I will ask is like, yeah. how did your, how did your like growing brain sort of transition out of that like how did how did young Eli feel okay with these things yeah and then adult Eli is like ooh yeah and then eventually just phasing your way out (laughs) yeah um long and painfully um (laughs) so I'll give you the short version unless you want to do five episodes tonight (laughs) (laughs) um so when you're a kid and every grown up in your life says the same thing mm. and tries to teach you the same values. Yes, you're going to listen to the grown ups. You always you will listen to your parents mm-hmm. and you will take what your parents say as gospel. No pun intended. Um, intend so your pun, <laughs> intend your pun. Um, yeah, so you know that's that's what I did, and and that's mm-hmm. something where as I cope with a lot of that's um, ah, not really fair. As I work through a lot mm-hmm. of, I think, unfair and misplaced guilt in my adult life mm-hmm. and kind of come to terms with it, try to make up for some of it and try to let other parts of it go, mm-hmm. um, what I have to recognize is you – and this this sounds so elementary, but you can't control where you start. Um, mm-hmm. You control where you go. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and where I started wasn't a healthy place. Yeah. Um, huge disadvantage like literally it, it like it, it's fucking inception um <laughs> like my world was not real you know what mm-hmm. i mean reality was constructed for me um by my parents but also like the people who indoctrinated them and the people who indoctrinated mm-hmm. those people and um how do you mean that it wasn't real oh i'm sorry yeah yeah uh, that was kind of vague so <laughs> um i was taught from the time that i was like 
a child, too young to even understand what this means, that people were going to hate me and that I was also going to be oppressed mm-hmm. by like rulers and sh- shit like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's stupid. But that that's what I was taught. And mm-hmm. so can like I was conditioned from day one to mm-hmm. believe that. Sure. So, of course, when I see things on TV or when I see people who aren't Christian, mm-hmm. um, that in, even if it's even if I've put it in the back of my mind, even if I'm trying to be loving, even if I'm trying to mm-hmm. share the gospel and live as an example and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, um, that's still what's in the back of my mind. Yeah. Um, I may not hate those people in word, um, <laughs> but I there's always going to be that wall mm-hmm. um, even beyond like they're not a part of my religion. Literally, it's like. These people, if they find out I'm Christian, are probably going to hate me. And at some point in my life, um, there's a good chance that the government is going to jail me for being a Christian. <laughs> um, or like I, I shit you not, like my pastor one time um, said, like I had to tell I had to tell my boys um, that one day their dad might be locked up for not performing a gay wedding. Okay. That's the most fucking stupid <laughs> thing I've heard in my entire life. And at the time I was like, oh shit, that's deep. Like, <laughs> um, I, but seriously, yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. So very, I, I guess, paranoid mm-hmm. about, about the world. Yeah. Um, maybe not paranoid, maybe more <sighs> jaded in mm-hmm. a way. Um, yeah. So, so that's probably the biggest example that, and then obviously just like, people who aren't Christian, they, they hate God and they love sin. Mm-hmm. Like they just want to live in sin and that's why they're not coming to church. Mm-hmm. Um, they just love sinning so much and they've rejected God. Um, versus know, there's like, a lot of sins that are a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> can verify. Um, yeah, but yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's funny because I feel bad sometimes for calling it a cult. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet how would you define cult? Like mm-hmm. at what like is it the number of people who ascribe to it? Is right. it the age of the basic system of beliefs that constitutes the religion? Mm-hmm. W- like what is it that turns it from a religion into a cult? Because sure. at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I feel like <laughs> both of them have unfounded beliefs. Mm-hmm. They expect you to believe things that they cannot prove. Mm-hmm. Um, you're punished in one way or another if you don't believe them. Sure. Um, and you're taught even if they won't admit it mm-hmm. to value those beliefs and value that system of beliefs more than you value the, the person sitting five fucking feet from you. Sure. Um, yeah. And, and so that, that's, that's why for me, I 100% say, yes, I was raised in a Southern Baptist, in the Southern Baptist church. We were a part <laughs> of like the official one, you know, mm-hmm. that's interconnected and has all like the, uh, they have like missions branches and they have, mm-hmm. yeah, like the official thing. Um, hundred percent. I would say it's a cult. Yeah. Um, and looking back and kind of hearing like people who, um, my brain wants to say like, we're in real cults. Um, they're in, they're in the cults that people will willingly call a cult. Sure. Um, there's, there's too many similarities and there's too much crossover that applies to me Mm. for me to think anything else at this point. Yeah. Um, and I get that a lot of it comes down to language. It's, it's semantics. Yeah. What constitutes a religion or a cult? I don't know. Um, (laughs) But if you want to talk about just like things that are unfounded belief wise, mm-hmm. um, they're destructive. And I, and again, at the end of the day, and this is a huge one for me, believe what you want to believe. But when that becomes more important than the human rights of the mm-hmm. people who are around you, yeah. that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would constitute as a cult. Yeah. So 
cool. what uh what led you out <laughs> um taking it too seriously <laughs> reading yeah. the bible um no in all seriousness so i so i was like a kid and your parents force you to go to church when you're a kid they mm-hmm. also force you to eat your vegetables and whatever <laughs> um as i became an adolescent and started um like thinking more like an adult thinking about things other than myself and like Mm. what I wanted to do in any given moment, (laughs) you know, um, I started thinking like, what are my values versus Mm -hmm. what are the values of other people or this religion that I've been in my whole life? Mm -hmm. Not that I thought of it like that again. Like I wasn't in a religion. That's just life. That was, that was what life was. Right. Um, it's, it's just a fact. Noah's Ark that happened. Like, why are we talking (laughs) about it? Um, it's just, it's a fact. Um, so I think for me, because the biggest thing that you'll get in youth ministry right now, Mm -hmm. um, because the seventies already happened (laughs) is, Hey, people are leaving this young Mm -hmm. people are leaving the church. Um, you know, it used to be that, you know, they didn't and they stuck around forever. And what that means is in the 70s and the 80s, like we had this huge, huge crusade where we created um, like the Christian right in politics. And also that's when a lot of youth ministry stuff, like where a huge emphasis was being placed on it. Mm -hmm. Because right around that time, that's when we finally, like when we developed like youth culture in Mm -hmm. the United States, I think. Um, (laughs) Madonna, um, you know, Led Zeppelin, uh, mm-hmm. weed. Um, and so that was, that was the counter movement. Mm-hmm. It was like, Oh, well, all this stuff's happening. Um, the youth has its own culture. Now they're being mm-hmm. targeted by, by the media and by, you know, the liberals mm-hmm. and all this. So we have to win them back. And mm-hmm. so that was part of the big, like, um, <laughs> that's when WWJD came out. Um, you know, <laughs> let's all go to youth group. Hey, pizza party. We're going to mm-hmm. sit in a circle and sing Kumbaya, whatever. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those people grew up and they left the church. Mm -hmm. Um, and now like, uh, because society has Mm -hmm. progressed to the point where it has, Mm -hmm. um, and young people have with the internet access to information and to each other a lot Mm -hmm. more, um, we're no longer, um, as bound by like where your parents put you Mm -hmm. in life. I think if you have a computer, you can get on Reddit and you can talk to other people um, (laughs) who have like similar or different experiences and you can find things out. Yeah. Um, And as that happens, Hey, guess what? Like more and more young people are leaving Mm -hmm. the first chance they get. Um, So all of that to say, I'm really long winded Uh, (laughs) for me growing up uh, being an adolescent in sort of the, um, sort of like the late 2000s, early 2010s, mm-hmm. um, 20-teens, 2010s. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, th- that, was, that was the biggest message that would come at us. Like mm-hmm. they would throw, I shit you not, they would throw at us at like every Falls Creek that we went to. Here's the <laughs> statistics on like how many, how many of you, and they'd point at you and it's supposed to be really impactful. How many of you will leave the church by the time you're 19? Mm-hmm. Um, and as a 13 year old kid, you're like, Oh my God, like why would people leave the church? Mm-hmm. Um, it's awesome. Everyone loves us here. Jesus loves me. Um, <laughs> and you know, that was kind of scary. And mm-hmm. so that, that was the point. Um, right. it, it solidified this whole thing of like, you have to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. You got to believe it for you. Don't just like listen to what your pastor says and call it good. Don't be a Sunday Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, live your faith every day of the week, 24 seven and make it your own. Take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say 
I am appreciative in a way. Um, it obviously had the reverse effect, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm really happy and thankful that that was a big message mm-hmm. because I took it seriously. Yeah, I I believed it. Um, so as I got older, I did just that. Mm-hmm. I did make it my own. I asked myself some difficult questions. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I have a driver's license now. I'm 16. Am I still going to come to church? Mm-hmm. Um, that's not fair. I never asked myself that. I said, like, um, why am I still going to come to church? Just it's like, just accepting the fact that, yes, of course, I'm going to keep coming to church. Right. Um, but why am I doing this and not something else? So mm-hmm. I made myself find the reasons. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> mentoring younger kids in the youth group, um, Mm -hmm. teaching them like how to read the Bible and stuff, Mm -hmm. learning and teaching myself how to study the Bible in ways that's not just like, Hey, open it up and read a random passage. Um, yeah, I, I, I just saw this on my Facebook as I'm going through and like commenting on old posts. Right. Um, (laughs) um, I think it was like right after I graduated high school where I finished reading the entire Bible cover to cover. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's something that I, it probably took me, mm, probably took me 18 months start Mm -hmm. to finish. Um, But yeah, I I read the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Which version? (laughs) Yeah, great question. This (laughs) one, it was the New American Standard. Oh, that's the Catholic one. Is it really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No joke. (laughs) I've never been Catholic, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that I, I went for that one because I was told that it was like, oh, it's the closest, like, yeah, no, and closest translation thought for thought. Probably why it's the Catholic one. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I did that, and obviously there was a lot of shit in there, um, and it's stuff that I, I would like to tell you that, oh, I wrestled with it, and oh, and I asked myself all these deep questions. Mm-hmm. In reality, yes, I found things. I asked my pastor about them, and I went with the first explanation I was given. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay, great. Now I can never think about that right. again. Right. You don't want your world to crumble. Exactly. And when you, dude, when you, oops, when you find <laughs> that first crack and you start to pick at it, hey, guess what? Like, more and more of it opens up, and oh, then yeah. the whole fucking house falls down. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so my, the summer before my senior year of high school, God called me to ministry. Um, I was at Falls Creek and I got emotional and, you know, I thought mm-hmm. God wanted me to be a youth pastor and looking back in reality, actually my brother, my older brother called it. Um, I, that was my zone. My, um, my youth group was the mm-hmm. pa- place where I'd love to be. Mm-hmm. It was my religion. And also I got to hang out with my friends. Yeah. Um, so of course I wanted to give back and mm-hmm. I, in, in like deep down, I was scared to go out and do anything else. So mm-hmm. of course, even though I'm graduating, I want to keep coming here because this is like a, <clears throat> excuse me. It is a, uh, a comfortable place for me. Yeah. It's a place where I want to be. So I, had that whole thing. I like told my youth pastor about it. And then, um, he asked me later if I wanted to be like the youth intern for the next year. Mm -hmm. So I got to spend time doing more like service and like mentorship and stuff like that. A little bit of preaching too. Mm -hmm. Um, and from there that was, that was going to be like my life. And that's all, honestly, that's, that's all that I wanted, um, that I would tell myself, I think, Mm -hmm. um, everything that I, had not been taught to push down and had now trained myself <laughs> to push down. Yeah. Um, even the most minor desires. 
Um, somehow D&D still came through. Mm. Uh, <laughs> well, that's because um, a person of authority in the church that's true. allowed that's it true. to happen. Yeah, it was. What's funny, though, is we brought our um, – I, I brought – because I went out and bought, like, the core rules for Pathfinder. Um, I brought them to youth group one night. Mm. And I think um, – Oh, there may have been two times, but it was either like we were looking up rules or like somebody that I was going to DM for was going to make a character. Yeah. And the high school pastor, the actual youth pastor came over and he was just like, oh, what is that? Put that away. Oh, and like and like dead serious. He yeah, was like, you yeah. can't have that here. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, OK, all right. So I like put it away in my bag. And then at some point, the middle school pastor made some comment. He's just like, <laughs> oh, I don't know what's satanic about like rolling dice or whatever but that's just me um it's pretty funny um but no on a serious level though that's a really great insight because it was never something that was contradictory to my Mm. religion it came to me at a point where i had already started questioning not the bible Mm. and not the religion but what i perceive to be the mainstream practice of the religion in the Mm. bible belt Um, so gay people still bad, but, um, (laughs) the way that we tell them they're bad should be a lot nicer. Okay. Stuff like that. Um, you gotta, you gotta learn to crawl before you can run. Shit, dude. Yeah. Story (laughs) of my life. Um, but yeah, that, that happened. Um, I was, I was young. I had my own ideas. Um, I was thinking about things, Mm -hmm. you know, and as like, I, I could tell people like, honestly, like I've read the Bible, I've read mm. what's in it. I still go back and study it. Um, mm. I still like dive in and do more in depth stuff versus mm-hmm. just having finished like reading it, just like mm-hmm. chapter after chapter, start mm-hmm. finish. Um, so it's not like I'm sitting here and I have no knowledge of it. You mm-hmm. know, I've I've done my homework on this. Yeah, I yeah. Continue to. Um, so I would have ideas and I would come across things and mm. I would um, research different interpretations of things. Um, and most of the time, if I was ever vocal about it, it would get squashed very quickly. Mm. Um, you, you don't break the mold. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You, you can't dissent. Even if your dissent is the tiny, like tattoos, not being a sin. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's a huge issue still in 2019. Mm. Um, and that was one, even at my conservative Southern Baptist church where a lot of people, especially like in youth ministry would be mm-hmm. like, like I have a tattoo of Jesus. How are you going to tell me that yeah, tattoos yeah. are evil? Um, but imagine something like stupid like that. And then going to the point where it's like, Hey, maybe the way that we talk to atheists isn't good. Maybe the way that we treat them is not good. And that's mm-hmm. why they won't become Christian. Mm-hmm. Like they won't listen to what we have to say because we're mean to them. Yeah. Um, that was controversial. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, long story short on that whole thing. So I was the intern. The idea was to train under the youth pastor and Mm -hmm. to eventually like do it on my own after getting training under him, Mm -hmm. getting ordained, all that stuff. Um, both of us end up getting blackballed at our church because of the pastor, the senior pastor is like, he's still there. He's a fucking maniac. Mm -hmm. Um, like I, even if I don't personally have, quote, spirituality in my life anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not something I think about. Spiritual abuse, 100% a real thing. Sure. Um, and, and for people who do, who, who where that, like, is an aspect of their lives, mm-hmm. holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, your religion, if you're in that deep, is your life. Mm-hmm. Um, this dude, like, 
he was like fucking like Donald Trump meets Benito Mussolini meets like <laughs> Voldemort. Um, like it, it was just like it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so my um, youth pastor, the guy that I was working for, kind of mm-hmm. became you read an animal farm. Yeah. So he became Snowball, right? So something mm-hmm. goes wrong. Oh, it was Snowball. It was <laughs> it was the youth pastor. Um, if any kind of like if people ever brought concerns which mm-hmm. he perceived all as complaints to mm-hmm. the pastor um <laughs> oh well um the uh the youth pastor spreading rumors about me snowball spreading rumors about me yeah. um so it got to the point where it was so miserable um that that dude took a job somewhere else mm-hmm. um i went with him and I wasn't popular with the pastor anyway because sure. I had started posting things on Facebook, putting <laughs> things out into the idea sphere that didn't jive well with like mainstream conservative evangelical Christianity. Mm-hmm. The one that did it, the two that did it, I take it back. Um, and it's so relevant to this week, Chick-fil-A. When the whole <laughs> Chick-fil-A shit started, dude, I, I made a comment about it. Um, and at the time, you know, I like I, I was a dick too when I was a kid. And I was just like, and I, I want to be very clear. Like, do I agree with what they're? Uh, no, no, no. What did I even say? It wasn't that I didn't agree with them donating to like hateful uh, mm-hmm. causes. It was that um, when this culture war started with Chick Fil A, <laughs> um, all of these Christians all of a sudden came out of the woodwork. Like more Christians I've ever heard or seen in my mm-hmm. life. Um, they came out and their their cause that they're like rallying around. Mm-hmm. It's not invisible children. It's not like <laughs> Joseph Coney related because um, those were going on. Yeah, it was fucking chicken. Yeah. Um. No, we like this restaurant and mm-hmm. we like our outdated beliefs, and so mm-hmm. we're gonna come out to support Chick Fil A. See, I told you, we're all oppressed. Yeah. Um. Stupid. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. I, was just, I have a story off the record. Oh there. shit. Okay, go ahead. Off the record. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um. Yeah. So I called it out on my social media. Um. And I was just like, yo, like, wow, where did all these other Christians come from? That's funny. Mm. We still have a lot of homelessness in Oklahoma City. <laughs> we still have, like, all this shit where the church could be making a difference. Mm-hmm. But Chick-fil-A is where we come mm-hmm. out of the woodwork. Um, and, yeah, I, I got blackballed for that. Mm-hmm. And also, and I love this one because I regret nothing on – oh, so what I regret about the Chick-fil-A thing, I also had to make it a point to all my all my secular friends. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that I support the gay lifestyle or whatever the fuck. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. So I had to draw that distinction. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, though, God's Not Dead. When that fucking God's Not Dead movie <laughs> came out, I, d- I did another similar post um, – generated a lot of controversy in my little bubble. Um, and I was just like, yo, um, this is a bad movie. It demonizes people. It straw mans like everybody who's yeah. not a conservative Christian. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's yeah. harmful. Mm-hmm. Um, you Do you want to know why why atheists don't like Christians? Which, why, like what you perceive atheists right, hate right. Christians. Um, it's because you do you shit like make this. Movies, yeah, like God's not. Oh my dead. God! Yeah, you come at people like this, and then you're you are shocked and appalled when they don't like you. <laughs> um, so between those two things, like I, I shit you not, I ooh, oops, I, uh, I knocked down the pop filter. Um, I, I found out about this months later after we had already moved to a different church. Um, but literally, even after my youth pastor had moved, people from the original church like direct messaged him on Facebook. 
telling him how concerned they were about me because I had been his intern and the stuff that I was saying about God's not dead. Um, <laughs> that's what these people are concerned about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that played a huge part in it. And that's mm-hmm. not what made me, that's not what made me question the religion, mm-hmm. but that was a huge fucking nail in the mm-hmm. coffin of like me and the church. Yeah. You know what I mean? Me and like the organized church. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I literally got blackballed at the mm-hmm. church that I had been born at mm-hmm. and spent the first t- 20 years of my life maybe yeah. um, going from like a kid to being a leader, like a youth leader, mm-hmm. um, like still as a kid and stuff to actually being like on mm-hmm. staff. Yeah. Um, and wanting to give my life for this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, blackballed over fucking Chick-fil-A <laughs> and God's not dead. Um, fuck you, Pure Flicks. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that happened. And mm-hmm. then, um, oh, man, we got to the new church. Um, I So my plans, this is a huge, huge point. My plans got upended because mm-hmm. I was supposed to, like, vocationally, train at that church Mm -hmm. and then find like he was going to help me find a pastor job of my own. Mm -hmm. Um, and that church was my support base, right? Mm -hmm. Both of us blackballed gone. Mm -hmm. Um, so I follow him to his new church. That's how I ended up in North OKC. Mm -hmm. Um, so I started going to a church up here with him. Um, and so I kind of asked him, I was like, dude, so like, what's the plan now? I'm like, I'm a kid. Um, I, 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 at that point was probably 20, Mm -hmm. 20 ish. Um, like I'm basically a child. Like mm-hmm. I, I dropped out of college. Um, this is what I was doing and this is what I expected to be doing for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. Gone like that. Is it okay if I snap? Sorry. Um, sorry, headphones listeners. But uh yeah, so that started this whole other wave of anxiety and floundering. And mm-hmm. um, I was like, what do I do now? Well, you know, God has a plan, gotta trust him. Um, so I asked him, I was like, dude, like you were going to help me. Like you, we had this worked out. Like, what do we do now? And he's like, I don't know. Cause I just, I just started at this place. Um, he'd been at the other place for years. Mm. He was like a pillar. Um, and now he's like, I just got this job. I'm, I'm as new as you are. Um, he did to his credit, help me get my foot in the door mm-hmm. in a maintenance job. So I was essentially a janitor at the okay. new church. Um, I was involved in like youth leadership and stuff. I was leading mm-hmm. a small group. Um, every once in the blue moon, I would be able to like teach on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So kind of doing a lot of the same stuff that I've been doing before. Mm. Um, yeah. But then like my job day in, day out was like being a janitor slash maintenance mm-hmm. slash security slash <laughs> set up and tear down everything in the church mm-hmm. is big and it has a lot of events, still has a lot of events every day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of like the guy that, you know, Hey, I need something done. I'm going to like, tell this guy to do it at the last minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, and needless to say, it did not pay well. Um, yeah. So I did that for a while and I kind of tried the good thing for me at the time was like, Oh, well, you know, I'm here. I've never been able to do this before, but I'm here at the church every day of the week, mm-hmm. which means I'm involved in some capacity in almost everything that happens here. And I know a lot of the inner workings because mm-hmm. I work with, you know, like the staff and mm-hmm. I help put on these events every week. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, just make these connections, get experience, mm-hmm. um, push through. And then when an opportunity comes along, um, you know, this gives me a lot more feelers to find it and, you know, to explore some stuff. Um, didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> so I, I just kind of, I, I did that. Um, I took on some other leadership roles. Mm-hmm. I, I actually 
started working in our, it was called the internationals department. <laughs> um, the professed goal was to reach the many surprisingly like surprising number of um, people groups that are in North Oklahoma city. Mm-hmm. Um, if a really big immigrant community from a lot of different places mm-hmm. um, and the professed goal was to reach those groups, to take care of them, to like give them, um, give them a home, give them a place where mm-hmm. like they can find commonality yeah. and, and I, I will say stuff. like, no, dude, to this day, like some of the people I met in that group, holy shit, nicest people ever. Yeah. And to be honest, like when we were together, just hanging out, just like mm. eating donuts and talking and stuff, that was some of the coolest shit I've ever done in my life. Yeah. So literally here's the Filipinos, here's the Vietnamese, mm. here's the Brazilians. Um, it's just all these different people. Mm-hmm. Um, actually I still have a friend there. Um, he's a pastor from Africa um, I, I want to say, oh man, I forgot what country he's from. Damn mm. it. Um, but he, he's from Africa, studied in the UK, came to the U S I think to finish his degree. And he mm. plans to go back to his country to like spread Christianity and stuff. Mm. Um, and to his credit <laughs> to do like, um, uh, like charity, more charity style mm. work, very impoverished and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, holy shit, dude. Like, one of the nicest, coolest people I know. And yeah. he's just like this middle-aged dude from Africa. Yeah. And right like right now, I could go back as the pariah to my church. That mm-hmm. dude would see me and he would come up and give me a hug. Yeah. And I know this because it's happened when I wore a gay pride shirt at the church, <laughs> um, just like coming back to see somebody on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, super cool. And mm-hmm. and yeah, that that's that part of my experience, 100%, I don't regret. And I'm really happy that I had it. Yeah. Um, in reality, though, what would happen with this ministry mm-hmm. is that was what they said. What they did was, okay, so all of the immigrants at PCBC, we're going to invite them to come. Oh, shit, I just said the name. Um, <laughs> at the church, bleep it. Uh, right. I don't care. Uh, you well, know, people don't know what the acronym is. No, nah, that's to, true. Yeah, Don't, don't Google it. Um, <laughs> but no, like they, they would invite them. Hey, come, you know, this is our, this is our international ministry. Come hang out. This is mm-hmm. like, this is geared towards, towards you. And it's mm-hmm. like other immigrants will be here and you guys can like mm-hmm. hang out and get to know each other. Um, we would, you know, everybody would gather in a room and we would fucking talk about Noah's Ark for six months. <laughs> so in my mind, I was like, okay, we're going to talk about the experiences of immigrants. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the issues that their communities are facing here mm-hmm. in the United States. <clears throat> we're going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, talk about, <laughs> I'm dying. <clears throat> Sorry. We're going to talk about and figure out ways um, that we as this ministry can meet those needs and serve them. Mm-hmm. And there was a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. Um, when individual people would say, Hey, I have this friend who also came from my country and they need a ride. Yeah. Yes. People would take care of that. Sure. Um, individual people would have to like bring those things up and come find a leader and like anybody could have done that. Yeah. Um, this is like the the church equivalent of let them eat cake. What is let them eat cake? Well, so, uh, during the French revolution, um, they, I think it was the queen or whoever it was. Uh, they asked her like, "Hey, don't you know that there's peasants outside who are starving? They don't oh, have bread." Yes. And she, in her queen world, is like, "What do you mean? Like, they don't have bread to eat? Like, why are they starving? Why don't you just let them eat cake?" Mm-hmm. It's like, 
you don't know <laughs> how hard it is out here. Yeah. So you think that like everyone just has cake. Yep. Yeah. And so it's the real issues we got to talk about, guys. Noah's Ark, Noah's totally a real thing, art. and people don't think that it's real. Oh so. my god, I'm still bitter about it. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. still angry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so at the end of the day, what it was was this is our professed goal. Here's what's actually happening. It's mm-hmm. the same bullshit happening in every other group. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they finally, months and months later, decided, hey, we're going to do an outreach day. I shit you not. And this is like they had it on the bulletin on Sunday morning. Let's go to all of like the ethnic food restaurants in the area, talk to them and give them our card. Or I think they baked cookies, too. They gave them like gift baskets, okay. which that I mean, not bad. Yeah. Like, sure. hey, let's say hi to our neighbors. Um, that's all they did. Yeah. That was it. Mm. Like, yeah. Um, very, it was kind of a shell. Right. Right. Do you think that this is what people I don't want to talk need? to homeless people though. Dude. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think let them eat cake was the most accurate way you could have described that. Cause it's like, <laughs> is this really what you think we should be doing? Yeah. Is this, do you think this is making a difference? Mm-hmm. Um, and this will blow your mind, but <laughs> most of the leadership of that group was just Southern white people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I will say later on, um, as things started changing, um, we had um, another person who was very, very kind to me, but he was um, an immigrant from India. Mm-hmm. Um, he joined the leadership team. Um, we also had a, a Romanian immigrant who mm-hmm. also was a very nice person. I just want to say, I whatever hard feelings I may or may not have towards some of the... <clears throat> leadership and other individuals Mm -hmm. of that church um 99 of the people that i met in that group who were just like people who were in this thing um my god like i I love them i still love them yeah um they're just they're just people yeah um and actually when i was given a leadership role in that group and i got to teach my own class um Mm -hmm. sort of a breakout with some of them I was supposed to be like the quote discovery class. Mm -hmm. So somebody who's a new Christian, maybe they've been a Christian for a while and they Mm -hmm. want to go deeper or somebody who's not a Christian who just came. um, I would teach that class and I'd go through like, Hey, this is the basics of Christianity. Mm -hmm. Um, And also I kind of, I had like a recommended um, agenda sort Mm -hmm. of, um, and I, I took pieces of that and then I kind of made it my own, which was like in, in reality is what I was supposed to do, but right, right. I really took it in another direction. Um, <laughs> I was more like, okay, here's, here's the basics. Let's talk about this. Um, and usually it was a small group of, mm-hmm. that came and it was the same people. So I was like, okay, day one here, let's do this. Now, um, let's talk about how to study the Bible. Let's mm-hmm. talk about like, what lens do you have to look through when you interpret this mm-hmm. thousands of years old book? Um, so we went through that and we stepped through a lot of like Old Testament stuff together. Like, mm. how do I view this story? And spoiler alert, a lot of the stuff that made it into my classroom that I was teaching, it was the stuff that I was struggling with. Yeah. Um, and so that was part of my, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Part of my catharsis, I think, mm-hmm. and part of my exploration. Hey guys, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you. This is what I I'm studying right now um, <laughs> because it is the basics. So mm. let's go over it together. Let's mm. let bounce ideas off each other. It was, it was like not me in front of a class teaching. It was mm-hmm. a discussion. It was like, yeah. which I loved. <laughs> um, so yeah, we did that. Um, 
what what caused me to leave though to answer the question that you asked a week ago <laughs> it feels like um all of this was going on i was extremely unhappy um my job sucked mm-hmm. um and it wasn't just the fact that it paid terrible and it wasn't just the fact that i had no benefits um <laughs> and that the work was um it was like four people's jobs oh yeah it was boring yeah. repetitive too much um and it was literally just like hey i need this done i'm going to tell you at the last second and mm-hmm. i'm going to expect that it's done yesterday mm-hmm. um i like i got treated like shit by mm-hmm. almost everybody um i will say though my my supervisor he was sort of like a grizzled i, I described him as a grizzled old lawman <laughs> just trying to like paint a picture for someone and then that person pointed out to me like oh he actually like he used to be a cop so i guess technically that's he is a, cop, a grizzled yeah, yeah, yeah i was like holy shit like that's what he is um <clears throat> this dude was an asshole, but he was the kind of asshole where it's like, you know, I can't even be mad at you. Like mm-hmm. when you're being a dick to me in the moment, like whatever, you're ribbing me. I was kind of, I was the Jerry um, mm-hmm. in that whole thing, just Parks and Rec. <laughs> oh, well, I, my brain went to Rick and Morty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not that Jerry. Yeah, not that Jerry. Um, no, like, I was, I was I, Jerry. I Gergich. think you're like, oh, I'll, I'll accept that abuse. Like, oh yeah, the abuse that Jerry takes is not. Yeah, the no, kind no, of... no, no, different Jerry's. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, not, not Jerry Smith. Um, <laughs> but no, it, so it was literally just like, hey, you know, I need a punchline. Let's shit on Eli and <laughs> that mm. sort of thing. Um, but at the end of the day, um, he was also just a guy who was he was taking care of his parents. Um, and this dude, this dude's old. Like mm. he was probably like in his fifties or something. Mm. Um, he has old two, I was about to say, yeah, <laughs> old us. Um, he, uh, both of his parents were very old and decrepit and they're not there mentally. Mm. So he takes care of them. He, mm-hmm. he like, he moved in with his parents to be their caregiver. Yeah. Um, that's all he does when he gets off work. Yeah. Um, and so he comes and gets paid like shit, I assume, mm-hmm. um, to do this job where he gets treated like shit as well. Mm-hmm. He gets stressed out and has too much work put on him. And then he gets reprimanded when it's not done. Right. Um, this was just, it's just a guy. Mm-hmm. It's just a guy who's trying to make a living. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> do I necessarily want to go hang out with him? No. Do I think <laughs> he would want to hang out with me? Hell no. Um, but when I look back on this stuff, I'm like, honestly... He's one of the people that I'm not mad at, sure. even though he kind of treated me like shit as my boss, mm-hmm. um, because that dude got treated like shit. He was just trying to make a living and he was honest. Yeah. Um, he wasn't like, I don't know what his religious beliefs are, um, <laughs> even though he worked at the church. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's what it's what you'd expect from like a grizzled old cowboy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but Anyway, like day in, day out, I was getting more and more depressed because it was just like, hey, I'm going to come into work. It's going to be too much. It's going to be unfulfilling. And I'm mm-hmm. going to get shit on 24-7. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, a lot of the people who, um, well, specifically like the pastor who like brought me there and mm-hmm. who was the youth pastor at this place now, um, I feel like he kind of forgot about me. Mm-hmm. Um, he, well, I got it the first couple months. Like, hey, you're still getting settled in. But, you know, when you're like a year, year and a half in mm-hmm. and you're like, settled and you're doing like i've set up your same events multiple times now Mm -hmm. as the year's term (laughs) Um, (laughs) hey like at what point are you going to try to help me do the thing that like i set up my life to Mm -hmm. do and you said that you're going to help me accomplish it yeah um and like he was my spiritual guide you know what Mm -hmm. i mean growing up from the time that i was in i met him um the summer before 
I started seventh grade mm. um, because he had just come to our church and then my dad owns a guitar store. So he came in to buy mm-hmm. something music related. Mm-hmm. Um, so I met him there. And then from the time that I was in seventh grade to the time that I left Christianity, like that dude, well, that's not fair. The time that I moved to the new church and then maybe like a few months in, he was like my spiritual guide. Mm-hmm. Um, He's my mentor. Um, and this dude, I feel like just like forgot about me. Yeah. Um, so that was rough. Uh, <laughs> so it's like that person will like talk shit on me to my boss's boss behind my back, or, like mm-hmm. complain about me and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we're friends, but instead of coming to me, his friend, um, I thought he would just like go two levels above me and complain as if I'm just like some hired help. Mm-hmm. Not that you should treat hired help bad either. <laughs> you right. Know? Um, but yeah, so that, that made me really, really bitter. Um, and I was just like, well, sh- like apparently he doesn't care about me. Mm-hmm. Um, like who is in my corner at this mm-hmm. point? It's not my boss. It's not my boss's boss. Um, the pastor and I had a good relationship, but he was incredibly busy. So mm-hmm. we didn't get to connect a lot. He's a pastor. Um, <laughs> do what? He's a pastor. Oh yeah. And in a big <laughs> church with a lot going on and his wife was very sick too. Yeah. Um, so he, the dude had no free time. Mm. Um, so that was just it. That was just life. And mm. I was trying to, you know, work my way through college and stuff. And as all that's going on, the same trajectory that I've been on for years is starting to go to some scary places because um, now I don't have this guise of, oh, I come to church and I love it and I feel good and, mm-hmm. you know, everything's great. I'm here 24-7 almost because even if I'm not on call, I'm on call. Yeah. Um. I can't even come to church on Sunday mornings and feel good Mm -hmm. because if something happens, I have to drop everything and go clean up a mess or Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, Or just be expected to stay at a a minute's notice for hours and do Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, So without that, it made it a lot easier for me to look at things more critically. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of what I was seeing is, and this was, this was, this could be a whole nother thing, but (laughs) um, my best friend was, it was gay um, he had been my best friend from the time that we were in like our late stages of high school, mm-hmm. I think. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, he'd only been openly gay for a few years at mm-hmm. that point. <clears throat> so it was that thing that Christians do where it's just like, Oh, I'm going to, what is it? Uh, love the sinner, hate the sin. Yeah. Um, I don't agree with his lifestyle, but I love him. Yeah. Um, so I was wrestling with that because he's an incredibly patient, kind person. And Mm -hmm. for some reason, put up with my ass and let (laughs) me stay in his life. Um, So he moves back. He had, he had been out of state and he moves back to Oklahoma. So we're hanging out in person again Mm -hmm. and not just keeping up over Facebook. Um, So in this Southern Baptist, and you know what they believe Mm -hmm. (laughs) church. um, Now I'm hanging out like on the weekends and stuff with Mm -hmm. my best friend who's openly gay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So weird, conflicting worlds. <laughs> um, and then just, just other stuff like being more conscious about like, Oh dude, this is what fucking did it. The 2016 election. Yeah. Um, so when all that shit's going down, first <laughs> of all, I am getting more conscious about things. Mm-hmm. Um, my whole thing was before is like, Oh, I don't get into politics. It's divisive. Yeah. Um, yeah. When people are <laughs> oppressed and people who are oppressed are upset about being oppressed, mm-hmm. they're called divisive because they speak up. against it. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I was just like, we need to all focus on Jesus. That's the thing that will unite us. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so no, I was getting more conscious because I, um, that was the first time that I 
liked a political candidate and I actually mm-hmm. got behind one. Shocker, it was Bernie Sanders. Um, <laughs> Bernie 2020. And so... I, I, I was doing that. Yang I was also, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Did you say Yang gang? Yes. <laughs> I knew it. Um, yeah, but no, I, uh, you know, I, I was doing that. And at the same time, and part of what led me to do that is I was reading, of course, a people's history of the United States by Howard Zinn. Hmm. Um, and then getting into like other readings of a similar sort. So actually like educating myself about yeah, stuff, yeah. reading books, <laughs> um, <laughs> books that weren't like, you know, Harry Potter or the Witcher or something. Right. Um, and uh or and, just more bible or just more bible yeah. no in all honesty though like everything that i read that was not um something like harry potter but something mm-hmm. like non-fiction basically mm-hmm. um yeah it was like christian living christian mm-hmm. apologetics shit yeah. like that um so uh it was that it was the combination of me um choosing to educate myself and gaining actual opinions on stuff <laughs> that i didn't just parrot from yeah. either my pastor or my friends who sound smart mm-hmm. um Coupled with um, Donald Trump rising um, and a ridiculous, like, to this day, it pisses me the fuck off amount of people in the church just openly, brazenly, just, like, worshiping the guy. Mm. Um, That, dude, that, like, that, that did it for me. And that, that kicked off a lot of the things that are just, have termed within the past year for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Felt very disillusioned mm-hmm. because I'm at this new place. This new place is great. It's not like the old church that I got blackballed at. Yeah. Um, I was so happy to be here. And then, hey, guess what? People are wearing fucking Make America Great Again hats to church. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact, I got pulled aside. This is this is Eli's shit-talking hour. This is what sure, bit death sure. has become. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it's, it's important. So my girlfriend got me this shirt for Christmas that I had found on the internet. It was a feminist shirt, and it said – it's the one that says a woman's place is in the House and the Senate. Um, <laughs> so I wore that to church one day, and one of the pastors, who actually unfriended me this week, hey-o, nice. um, he, like – He's just like, hey, what's your shirt mean? Is that saying like, oh, Hillary shouldn't be president. She should be in the Senate. And I was like, no, that's not what that means. It's just like I, I'm re- very awkward. And when I'm awkward, <laughs> I'm friendly. And so I was like, no, no, man. It's like, you know, it's like oh, those guys who say like, oh, all a woman should do is be in the house. And this dude like looks me straight in the eye and he's like, well, uh, I mean, I mean, you know, a woman's place. Oh, yeah. And so man. he's like, hey, come by my office later. So I was like, oh, fuck. OK. So I go to his office and we sit down and we have this conversation where it's supposed to be both of us, but it's really just like, hey, let me sit you down on my knee, son. I'm the one who's older and a pastor. (laughs) Um, And basically like explain to me point by point why a woman's place is in the house. Um, We ended the conversation after me just going a lot of, oh, uh uh-huh, nodding, (laughs) smiling, uh, screaming on the inside, but he's a pastor and I'm a fucking janitor who's trying to be a pastor, so I'm not going to argue with him. Um, But being honest about like my mom and hey, you know, uh, my my mom didn't just – Mm, I almost said something that might sound disrespectful. Didn't just like sit around. She wasn't just a housewife. And if that is, if that is what someone likes Mm. to do and if that is their choice and that is what fulfills them, go for it. Mm. You should do it. Um, my mom didn't have the luxury of being able to choose a life like that. Mm. Um, she's a fucking badass. She took care of us and she, yeah. Um, she busted her ass to do it. Yeah. Um, so I told him about that and I was like, yeah. So like my mom raised five kids and she worked her 
ass off to do that. Mm -hmm. And she didn't play into this whole narrative of like, oh, well, she's a career woman and, you know, she abandoned her kids (laughs) to blah, blah, blah. Fuck that. Like, she went to work, she busted her ass, she came home, and she didn't put her work pressure and her work stress on us. Mm -hmm. She was a great mom and provided a great environment for us. And she also busted her ass like an adult. Um, So I told him about that, not using the word ass. (laughs) (laughs) um, Good way to get excommunicated. Right. and so he he acquiesced like, oh, well, you, you know, that was your experience, blah, blah, blah. Never admitting that he may be wrong about like, mm-hmm. oh, but ideally she should be in the house, right? Yeah. Um, and we ended the conversation by saying like, oh, yo, bro, we should have more talks like this, man. Yeah, we should get together. We never fucking did. Yeah. Um, and then this weekend for me. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I can't wear that shirt. And I, I'm still bitter about this. I get I get reprimanded by a pastor for wearing that. Mm-hmm. But people are fucking wearing Make America Great Again hats to church. Yeah. Um, so long story short, I can't even say that anymore. Um, <laughs> that kicked off this um, huge, huge wave of just like disillusionment. And um, it's when like you've you've suspected that you might be in the twilight zone. And mm-hmm. now you're having to consciously ignore the fact that you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I just started questioning all kinds of shit. Um, I, I was extremely unhappy. Um, depression and anxiety only getting worse every day. And just exhaustion mm-hmm. from, like, day-to-day was not good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the job sucked, and yeah. I wasn't happy doing it. And then on top of that, like, existentially, everything is, like, falling apart. Mm-hmm. Um, still wasn't willing to question the religion. I was willing to question different interpretations mm-hmm. and... Um, different ways of reading the Bible. And, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, it's all about Jesus. Um, my whole thing was like, you have to look at the entire Bible through the lens of Jesus crucified. Um, so if Jesus is the full manifestation of God, Mm. um, what Jesus, the example that Jesus set in the Bible was love your neighbor. It was take care of the poor. It Mm -hmm. was, you know, clothe the naked, feed the hungry, take care of the sick. That's great. Like, those are great lessons. Yeah. So if Jesus is the full manifestation of God and not half of God, like, I'd basically been taught, okay, let me just sidebar. Um, Or a third of God, if you... Or a third of... Yeah, yeah, with the Holy Spirit and shit. Um, (laughs) The big thing was just like, oh, yeah, they're all God. God is is all three and all three are God. Mm -hmm. Um, So God is equally love and wrath. Fuck that. Um, That's (laughs) stupid. Um, because you'd say, oh, so it's two sides of the same coin. Mm, yes, but it's all the same side. That's, it's dumb. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Um, <laughs> so like genocide, that was, mm-hmm. that was, you're telling me that was Jesus because they're the same person. So Jesus committed genocide and mm-hmm. told people to do it. And then in the new Testament, he says like, Hey, don't do bad stuff. Sure. Love your neighbor. <laughs> um, so my thing became, um, so the Bible was written by humans who are fallible. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped believing in biblical inerrancy. Mm-hmm. Um, I believed like, okay, it's still divinely inspired. Um, but you have to look at everything through the lens of Jesus. So mm-hmm. all the shit that happened in the old Testament, um, the furthest I got before I became an atheist was okay. People wrote this, they worshiped, um, like, so a, a middle Eastern like mm-hmm. war deity that is what everyone worshipped in the mm-hmm. Middle East at that time. Like, your God is so badass. And the reason mm-hmm. he's badass is because he kills so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was what they attributed to God. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what God was. Um, God <laughs> was the same God of all time, 
But these people just couldn't understand it at the time. Um, and so he revealed the parts of them or the parts of him that he, that they could, um, that they could understand little by little. <laughs> um, so what, what, what was the thing? Animal sacrifice. Mm. So God never told them to do animal sacrifice. He did, um, <laughs> in the Bible, uh, they were already doing that. So God said, well, if you're going to do it, you know, you might as well do it, do to it me. in my name. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then over time, as he taught them and stuff, and as they got smarter and, you know, closer yeah, to him, you don't have to do then, that. Anymore. Yes, exactly. Then he Jesus would start. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Strip away the layers of the onion until you get to <laughs> the part where there's nothing and you become an atheist. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, um, that's where I was. Um, and I was like, Jesus is the full revelation. Look at everything through the lens of Jesus. If it mm. doesn't make sense, if the two things butt heads and you have to admit that they do, um, <laughs> Jesus is the one that you need to go with. Mm. And the other thing, you need to try to find an explanation for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, right? And, and it sounded so great and profound at the time. And honestly, like, if you're still a Christian and you're just, you're set on it and you're never going to give up Christianity, you know, at the end of the day, if you can interpret it like that, and if you can say at the end of the day, my goal is to love my neighbor and take care of the people around yeah. me, we may not agree, but we're still going to be friends. Yeah, no, that's, um, that's, yeah. a, that's a really good place to like, all right, if you stick with Jesus yeah. and all the love, Go for it. I, I find nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. um, if you contribute to teen suicide rates for LGBTQ, we have a problem. <laughs> I want to talk to you about that and right. how your words and actions hurt and kill people, mm. um, just like mine used to do. Um, but yeah, like if th- if those are your values, and mm-hmm. if you are willing to um, to to investigate and to like dive into your own beliefs enough to change them mm-hmm. to a place where they support human rights. <laughs> I don't care what fucking religion you are. Mm-hmm. If you are pro human rights and not yeah. anti human rights, we're friends. Great. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that that's where I ended up. Um, I, I could only be so vocal about that because, yeah. Hey, if I'm going to come out and say the Bible is inerrant, I'm going to get pulled into a lot more pastor's offices yeah. at my Southern Baptist church. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my girlfriend, Kira, we were so unhappy um, because at this point, at the end of that church relationship, like I, this is the time when we had been talking about Noah's fucking ark for four months. <laughs> um, so I was sitting here and I'm supposed to be like um, the, uh, the pastor who was in charge of that ministry wanted mm-hmm. me to like contribute more. And he pulled me aside a couple of times to tell me like, Hey, why don't you speak up more? And I'm like, dude, I, that's not what I said. But in my mind, I was like, dude, if I speak up, you're not going to like it. Yeah. So one of two things are going to happen. We're going to get in an argument or you <laughs> are going to f- come find me afterward and you're going to sit me down over your knee and you're going to tell me what's what. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were just unhappy. Like I would come in at the end and I would literally I'd take out my iPad and I would just like be on Facebook openly mm-hmm. in the middle of the room <laughs> um, and really didn't care who saw me. Mm-hmm. Um just very, very disengaged. And so I was trying to figure out what to do. Um, I connected with this pastor um, over Facebook because this was the point where I was uh, questioning the whole LGBTQ thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I there's so many things in the Bible that like I've changed my stance on and mm-hmm. um, there's so much that doesn't make sense. If, you know, <laughs> Jesus isn't pro-genocide, Jesus isn't pro-slavery, both of those things are in the Bible and they're yeah. positive goods in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So why the fuck am I still holding on to the gay thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and also the effect, obviously, that it has on other people. And yeah. that's what got me. Yeah. Um, so I just, I saw an ad for 
this church who was marketing themselves as a pro LGBTQ church mm-hmm. as a safe place to go in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big deal. Um, yeah. and so I reached out to him and the pastor responded to me. Um, I am still going to his church because my girlfriend does music there at this cool. point. Um, every Sunday, unless I'm busy doing D and D or something, mm-hmm. um, I'm friends with them. He's an incredible person and his church does great work. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very, very community focused <laughs> and how can we actually serve people and, um, his beliefs on God are literally, he described it to me one time. He's just like, cause I asked him, I was like, okay, so tell me this man. Um, so if you don't believe you, you've, you've <laughs> said the same God that you don't believe in, I probably don't believe in either. And mm-hmm. this was pre me being an atheist. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, dude, how do you, how do you like, what's your depiction of God then? Cause you're saying all this stuff to me that just mm-hmm. sounds like, um, like, it sounds really cool, but I'm also wondering why you're a Christian if you think that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, well, here's how I break it down. Um, God, to me, maybe maybe God is like an energy. Maybe he's just like some, maybe it's a conscience. Maybe it's just like some spiritual energy out in the universe. Um, it's that thing that like, well, he believes God is love, which is mm-hmm. where I landed too versus mm-hmm. God being a guy with a white beard and stuff. Um, let me rephrase that a white guy with a white beard. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. Uh, and so that, that made sense to me. I was like, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So love, that's great. Um, those <laughs> human connections that we have, the fact that we take care of each other, um, we can create like art and music and we can like self-sacrifice when yeah. from an individual, um, an individual creature's uh, point of view, like mm-hmm. going against your own survival to mm-hmm. promote the survival of something else. Um, yeah, like that, that makes, that makes sense to me. Um, so I said, but why are you a Christian? And not, cause it, you can, you can be, uh, uh, you know, Hindu and say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, well, for me, the story of Jesus and, um, kind of like the whole redemption thing, mm-hmm. not in the sense of sin and hell, but in mm-hmm. like, at one point in my life, I didn't care about the needs of others. I cared about myself, mm-hmm. but I followed the teachings and now like I love other people and I want to use my life to um, mm-hmm. lift up other people in my life. Um, that <laughs> is the story that resonated with him. Yeah. Um, and the transformation of like, hey, I've got this stuff in my life. I've been able to let it go. I've been able to work through um, mm-hmm. uh, like destructive things in my life. Um, and be transformed. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, dude, on, like, I can't complain about that. That sounds awesome. Um, so we get along very well. Yeah. Uh, we, at the end of the day, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, there's still no evidence for that energy, mm-hmm. but like, <laughs> you're not out here. He's not out here telling people like, oh, if you don't believe in this energy, you're going to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, when he gets up on Sunday morning, he doesn't even talk about that. Like yeah, yeah. what he talks about is, Hey, racism, how do we confront that? In yeah. like our Bible Belt region, mm-hmm. um, actually the other the other week he was teaching on what is the difference between racism and prejudice. Yeah, and he was saying like, can a member of an oppressed minority be racist? Mm-hmm. And to make you know a long, <laughs> to make the sermon short, um, they can't be racist. You can be prejudiced, but mm-hmm. racism is prejudice plus power. Um, it's mm-hmm. belittling and controlling, yeah, and, yeah. you know, lording over something else or someone else based on the textbook definition. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and mm-hmm. again, at the end of the day, it's, it's one of those things where it's semantics, it's verbiage, it's language. Yeah. Um, but the point was, <laughs> Hey, other white people, cause he's a white guy. Um, here's the thing, like <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, benefit and we profit from 
a lot of stuff that maybe you and I didn't do, but our ancestors did. Mm -hmm. And it's the same stuff that hurts our brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. of color. So we need to actively, you and I, as people who profit from that, need to go above and beyond to recognize that and dismantle those systems mm-hmm. to like promote equality for yeah. everybody. And I'm like, holy shit, this is church. Like yeah. why? Holy, we're not even talking about Noah's Ark. This right. is great. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So we ended up going to that church. Um, we found a sister congregation up here in North OKC that was five minutes from my apartment. So we started mm-hmm. going there because uh, Norman was a hard drive. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> So, oh, and at the time we were doing both. So mm-hmm. we'd go to we'd go to the Southern Baptist Church in the morning, and because they had their service at four p.m., we mm-hmm. would go to the cool UCC Church in Norman mm-hmm. at four. Yeah. Um. So we did that. Um. Th- what got me though? So what what took me from like progressive Christian mm-hmm. quote quote to atheist? Um. It was the evidence. Um. Yeah. At the end of the day, I didn't become an atheist because I was angry. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't become an atheist because I was sad or because mm-hmm. I hated God or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I was a Christian long after, um, I was a Southern Baptist and long before I was an atheist. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day though, I was like, okay, so there's not much that me and my secular friends don't agree on mm-hmm. at this point. Um, what's the difference between me and them? That was mm-hmm. a big question for me. Um, at this point, I don't have a lot of beliefs on what God is or isn't. Mm-hmm. I don't think about it. It doesn't matter to me, <laughs> but I've relinquished almost every major doctrine of Christianity. Mm-hmm. So didn't believe in a literal hell like a lot of Christians don't. Mm-hmm. Didn't believe in um, biblical inerrancy like a mm-hmm. lot of Christians don't. I didn't believe um, like the, the Bible stories were literate, a mm-hmm. lot of them. Um, I believe that they were allegory yeah, yeah. Um, like a lot of Christians do. And mm-hmm. so I just like one by one, I was looking at these things and I'm just like, well, shit, like what is keeping me a Christian and mm-hmm. not just something else? Mm-hmm. And what I went back to was just like, oh, Jesus, love other people. And then immediately I'd have to be like, Christians don't have a monopoly on that. Christianity yeah. doesn't have a monopoly on that. Yeah. Um, so then, and here's the one that was actually kind of painful for me. So I, um, even before I was um, questioning whether or not I was actually a Christian anymore, mm-hmm. I had been listening to the atheist experience on YouTube. Mm. Um, so, and a uh, talkie then a couple other uh, like shows mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and it started for me as something that was cathartic because like stupid Christians that I feel like I'd been around my whole life would call <laughs> in and say the things that I've heard since I was a kid. Mm. And these people would just dismantle them just like one after another, after another, after another. Mm. Um, and they wouldn't just like scream at people. They'd be like, Hey, back up for a second. I want mm. you to think about this. And I, I like, you're, you're already on points seven, eight, and nine. Let's go back to the first one. Mm-hmm. Can you even make this point mm-hmm. soundly? And if you can't, we can't progress on to point number two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that got me thinking about mm-hmm. that side of things a lot. Um, at the same time as I was dealing with like, is it, is it actually ethical and moral to believe mm-hmm. the things that Christians do? Um, or what any given interpretation of Christianity, yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, it was the actual like claims side mm. of it. Um, and the one that hurt me, it was just like, wow, like do, why do I believe that Jesus was even a real person? Mm. Um, what do I have? What do I know that says that, yes, he was a real person and he was divine versus he might have been a person. He might have been a literary figure who at the time 
was a conflation of maybe multiple different teachers at the mm-hmm. time and that somebody picked all the best parts of them and they made this um you know this dumbledore frank and jesus frank and jesus <laughs> oh it's my new favorite word um frank and jesus yes um yeah no they they you know maybe maybe people cobbled together a lot of aspects of a lot of good teachers and mm-hmm. a lot of like what you would like in a teacher and it became this figure called Jesus. I don't know. We mm. don't know. Like we have no way of knowing that. Yeah. Um, and that was that's the point. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I am a skeptic first. Mm, let me take that back. I'm a humanist first. Mm-hmm. I'm a skeptic second, and I'm an atheist third. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, what I care about is human rights. Whatever I do mm-hmm. cannot be destructive to other people, mm-hmm. and ideally, it needs to be uplifting and positive to other people. Yeah. Um, sometimes that includes yourself. Yeah. Self-love is a thing. That's what I am discovering here at the end of 20 fucking yeah. 19. <laughs> Self-care is okay. Self-love is okay. Um, just yeah. start a Twitch channel, play D&D. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, no. People matter. Um, whatever I do cannot be destructive. It has to be um, it has to be positive to others or at the very least something that does not harm other people. Mm-hmm. Um, second, mm-hmm. um, if I'm going to believe something, I need a fucking good reason to believe it. Yeah. Cause otherwise you're going to believe anything mm-hmm. <laughs> or you're just, you're choosing with no system. Yeah. Um, if you give me a, um, if you gave me a fantastic claim, I need fantastic evidence. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was Carl, Carl Sagan that said that. I want to say, <laughs> I don't it know, was, something along those lines. Those. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, I, you know, if you told me that you had pancakes for breakfast, I'm probably going to believe you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you, like, I'm not going to fight somebody on it and say, no, Santiago had fucking pancakes and you're yeah. wrong and you're going to hell. Um, but I'm probably going to believe you. Cause sure. it's, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you tell me that you got abducted by aliens and you had pancakes and a spaceship for breakfast, yeah. Like you're going to have to, mm-hmm. you're going to have to actually prove that to me and give me some yeah. evidence before I'll believe you. Um, and then third, the logical conclusion, um, do I believe that a God or God's, or mm-hmm. consciousness out there somewhere in the universe exists. No, I don't. For mm-hmm. the simple reason that I, there's no reason to. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen the evidence to warrant that belief. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's, <laughs> I want to say that if it's out there, we would have found it by now. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you know the the things that a lot of Christian apologists claim as evidence, like if you have this irrefutable proof for God that a lot of mm-hmm. Christians talk about on Sunday morning. Um, don't tell me, go tell a scientist, you know, mm-hmm. get that thing out there. We want it to be on the news. Hey, mm-hmm. if there's a God, I want to know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you there's no God. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in the same mm-hmm. way that I can't prove that there is, I can't prove that there isn't. So yeah. I'm not going to make that claim. But the default position is not going to be to believe the thing that people are saying is there. Right. Um, it's going to be to, yeah, I'll believe what I can see. I'll believe what I can prove or yeah. what you can prove to me. <laughs> and then if we get to the point, yeah, if you can prove me that it's out there and you provide me good evidence. Yeah. Yes. At that point, I believe you. Otherwise, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But the default position for me is going to be, I'm not going to believe it until I have a reason to. So, <laughs> um, that that's that's like all that was separating me at that point yeah um there's of course this depiction of the angry atheist and the atheist mm-hmm. who all oh, they had all this trauma and they hate god and blah 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 and mm-hmm. absolutely had spiritual trauma in my life sure. like my, my whole life story has been spiritual trauma i didn't mm-hmm. even go into the family side um <laughs> that's a whole thing sure um but yeah um am i angry at christianity as a whole you, how would you even define that sure um 
a lot of the things that are taught by a lot of interpretations interpretations of Christianity, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, those things make me angry because a lot of the time, <clears throat> again, it goes back to that thing of this belief that's unfounded mm-hmm. matters more than other people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm upset about that. <laughs> um, there are individuals, not not as many as I'm sure some people right now on my friends list think, but mm-hmm. there are some individuals that, yeah, like I harbor resentment towards, um, mm-hmm. and I think it's well-placed. I'm upset. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't control me. I'm not an angry person. Um, but yes, I do have this human emotion called anger. Yeah. And for the first time in my life, I'm allowing myself to experience that normal human emotion without mm-hmm. feeling shameful for doing it. Yeah. Um, overall though, very happy. Yeah. Um, much happier than I've been in my life ever before. I feel free, feel liberated. Um, it's just like, I don't have to pretend like I have all the answers because I don't. Mm -hmm. Um, what I know is that if we're going to survive as a species and if we're (laughs) going to have a good time, Mm -hmm. we should take care of one another. Yeah. That's important. Hell yeah. Um, if we want to progress in knowledge and technology and, you know, science and learning and exploration, we need to have good systems to do those things. Yeah. We don't need to believe shit (laughs) without being able to prove it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that honestly, that's, that's it. Um, that's where I'm at. And that was, Believe it or not, the short version of how I got there. <laughs> um, yeah. At this point, I'm as you've seen, I'm I'm going through all of my everything that has survived the many purges I've done over the mm-hmm. years on my Facebook. Um, I'm finding all these old posts of when I was a Christian, mm-hmm. and I am providing like updates in 2019 yeah. as an atheist to them, and it's really cathartic. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of stuff that personally <clears throat> I am working through. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I'm dying all day, every day. Um, yeah, like stuff I'm working through, um, stuff that I haven't read in a long time. Mm-hmm. And every day for me, uh, as I'm sure you know, <laughs> is a it's an exercise in deconstruction. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important for me to do that because uh, thankfully this doesn't happen anymore. But like even after I decided and became okay with like LGBTQ people and mm-hmm. recognized them as legitimate – and came out publicly, which was nerve wracking in uh, support for the LGBT, yeah. LGBTQ plus uh, community. Um, still, and, and it pissed me off and I'd feel terrible every time it happened. If I saw like a gay couple kiss or something, mm-hmm. not me, but this voice in my head that was this indoctrination that had happened for two decades would mm-hmm. just go, ew, gross. Like, yeah. oh, sin. Um, <laughs> and every time that would happen, I'm going to tell you, man, like, um, like I, I, I got furious and Mm -hmm. I would almost shut down just like upset at myself for it. Um, and it took a long time for that to stop. Mm -hmm. Um, and it took a lot of telling myself that's not you. Mm -hmm. Um, this isn't coming from like your mind. This isn't coming from who you are. This is a vestige of that indoctrination that you are supposedly out of. Mm -hmm. Um, so every day, every day that's still happening for me in different ways. Um, so now I'm going through, um, just as much for myself as for other people who I've interacted with over the years and deconstructing a lot of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, part of it is, wow, look, it was so funny that I said that, how stupid roasting Mm -hmm. myself, roasting some, some parts of Christianity. Um, (laughs) but also sometimes a longer, more somber update, um, where I'm just like, wow. So none of you knew this, but this is what was going on in my life when I wrote this. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a lot of apologizing too. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'll see things of like, <laughs> you know, I worked in youth ministry, so stuff where I like converted some kid to Christianity mm-hmm. um, or in, in my words in 2014, just like, oh, one of my students accepted Christ. What a privilege. What a blessing. Yeah. Um, actually, I wrote one today where it, it was that. It was some. I remember him. I, I don't remember his name, but some kid in my group just like accepted Jesus on a Sunday morning and I was so excited. Um, I went back and wrote this, wrote this post today where I was like, okay, so even in the moment, I could tell from this kid's voice and from his face and from his attitude and the depth of understanding that he demonstrated to me that he was doing the thing that the adults in his life had been telling him was the thing to do as long as he's been alive. Yeah. He was doing what he thought he was supposed to do. Um, I knew that, chose to ignore that. Mm. And as soon as that thought came up, I pushed it down and I felt incredibly guilty because I felt like, oh, well, who am I to question this? Oh, like... God knows what he's doing. Oh, I shouldn't be questioning the legitimacy of this kid's salvation. Um, <laughs> yeah. And and I was just like, sorry, kid. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I don't know what your name is. I don't know where you are. Um, he's older now, obviously, but mm. I hope you're doing well. Um, mm. Sorry. Sorry that I couldn't be a better example for you. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like to the kids I preach to. Sorry. <laughs> um <laughs> I know I reinforced a lot of ideas and a lot of systems that um, overwhelmingly to female students have hurt you. Um, Mm -hmm. I've propped up systems that oppress you and systems that um, devalue you and take away your autonomy. Um, For the guys, I've um, propagated systems that really, really promotes that good old toxic masculinity. Yeah. Um, Probably to you guys, (laughs) it has hurt you and maybe it has um, fallaciously empowered you to hurt other people. I don't know. Mm. And to all the gay kids and all the non-binary kids and all the queer kids out there, like, Hey, I'm sorry. I never saw you. I'm sorry mm. that when I did, you know, I, um, tried to change who you are cause mm. I didn't see you as legitimate. Um, so, you know, all that to say it's, it's as important for me personally to confront those things as mm. for the people who are commenting on these things. And it's blowing my mind just saying like, wow, dude, like, Um, I, it's so interesting and it's so, um, reassuring to see you going back and doing this because it feels like you have changed sides on the fence or you've come over to the dark side, as someone said, (laughs) 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 do it. Um, you know, like you've changed your stance on a lot of things, but you're not just, you're not just coming out and saying it. Like now you're taking this time to go back and, put things out there publicly and show mm-hmm. that you're actually thinking about these things and that you yeah. are a different person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's been really great for me. Um, mm. Right now I I'm not doing streaming for most of this month because I am still getting unpacked and getting settled into my new place mm. and I've got other stuff going on. So yeah. it's just like, Hey, let's get a lot of life stuff settled. And then, you know, when I can get my full setup back sure. up and running and <laughs> wire a shit down a cat five to another room to set up my, <laughs> <laughs> like my, um, semi permanent, like streaming location that I've, uh, worked out. Cool. Um, right now, the thing that is taking my free time when I'm not playing modded Skyrim is, um, yeah, just like going back through Facebook and, writing a ton of shit on social media just like watching the unfriends roll in Nice, <laughs> but no it's it's good uh watch the unfriends ne- roll next in. question next question <laughs> <laughs> um well no i mean this has been a longish episode yeah so, yeah sorry uh no don't be because i feel like uh one that's something that 
you needed to say. I think uh, so. And so, uh, and I think that's something that, um, uh, I don't know who specifically my audience is, but, uh, yeah, it's all just numbers, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's stuff that we're all going through this yeah. growth process. And so, uh, we're all learning, we're all growing, we're all becoming different people and better people, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's good to hear that story. And then I think that other people can really take a lot from that as well. I hope so. so yeah. Also play, play D and D. It's fun. Yeah. Um, plug your stuff. Oh man. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Twitch TV, twitch.tv slash dungeon master Eli. Um, we do a lot of video games. We do some dark souls, we do some Bioshock, <laughs> super smash brothers. Um, we're going to do untitled goose game here pretty soon. Heck I know yeah. nothing about it. I know nothing about it. I've kept myself you, a goose. Virgin, you don't have to. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we, we do a lot of that. Um, we're doing D and D. So we're on, a very brief hiatus because of life and holidays. Yes. Um, so probably in about two weeks, we will do our next mm-hmm. sesh on a Sunday. Um, follow me on Facebook at Dungeon Master Eli and on Twitter at Dungeon Eli. All mm-hmm. of my updates go there when I am getting ready to stream or okay. laying out like a schedule for the week. So mm-hmm. um, also go to my Twitch channel there. Like all my highlights videos are there. There's some funny shit on there. I'm just going to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, Fun that's my stuff. Um, you have to like get on the uh, on the uh, on the channel at some okay. point in the near future. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. make it happen. So I'll <laughs> I'll get my stuff all set up. We'll we'll lay out like some um, some games and stuff. No, yeah, we'll make it I would happen. be honored. So, <laughs> cool. this was very deep. That will be like cuss words and screaming oh yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah <laughs> shitting around. So right. yeah, the, but there's a reason this is called bit death. So yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> and I think I think you need that. I've needed that. Um, yeah. it's just it's stupid. entertainment and yeah yeah cool eli thank you so much for doing this with me uh, thanks for having me um i'm santiago ramones i'm eli rossin you can find everything that i do on my website santiago i make music you can uh support me by well i recently put my master's recital on my music page so santiago slash music and you just keep scrolling. It's a whole lot of stuff. It's <laughs> yeah, because it's like uh, videos and lyrics and all of the. So it's it's a whole experience. Um, Damn. On top of the fact that there's also all the Power Cycle stuff, which also will promote that. Um, Power Cycle is a trio of experimental electronic musicians. Uh, myself, Breck McGough, Jonathan Edwards. And we, we, I have been uh, putting up all of the stuff uh, from previous concerts. And so now we have our first three concerts and then our most recent one. Uh, So you can find all of that. There's also uh, every musician is required to say big stuff coming soon. (laughs) Um. I want that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, digging around through recordings of power cycle rehearsals and st- stuff that happens in between actual pieces that we were practicing will just make sounds and stuff. And that stuff is recorded. And so we have like hours worth 
of like ambient or like progressive whatever like Damn. it's it's some cool stuff that honestly listening back to it i'm like when did we do this <laughs> i don't remember this <laughs> um but it's some cool stuff and so that'll be up whenever we get these projects finished so um check all that stuff out uh but you can find the power cycle youtube channel uh it's hard to like just search power cycle music because like weird stuff comes up. Our SEO <laughs> isn't great yet. Uh, but if you search power cycle electric pizza, that will definitely pull us up. So <laughs> wow. duly noted. Yeah. Um, I always end the podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong.